don't need no approval. The fuck is you talking about? I'm not here to be nice, fam. I'm just living my life, fam. Talk coming with a fight, fam. Don't give a fuck what you don't like, fam. I don't like to keep a pistol near me because I know the bitch just might blam. Stupid niggas out of sight, fam. Had to get them out my life, fam. Seeing red like a mic fan. They do anything for clout, sadly. Used to punch What's good, man? It's the Eyeball Network podcast. I'm your host, Jay Meeks, man. We appreciate all the love we've been getting. It's episode five, and uh, I got my boys with me. What's good, CD? What's up, baby? Welcome to the world, baby. Yeah. And what up, P-Boat? What's going on? What's up with it? Yeah, man, so we got a dope show for y'all, man. This episode five, we're going to get into the playoffs, because, you know, the playoffs start tomorrow or today. Um, so, you know, so we're going to get into the matchups one by one. And, uh, yeah, man, we excited, man. So we're going to start off with Portland versus L.A., um, said who you got in that series, bro. You know, I know who you got, but what what, what, what we doing, bro? Say, man, I'm gonna go with the Lake Show. I mean, I don't think you lock up the number one seed, you know, in the West to go out in the first round. I'd be, you know, supremely shocked if they did. I mean, they're facing a hot team in Portland. Dame Lillard, obviously, being, you know, looking like the best player in the NBA right now, going off in the bubble. But I think the Lake Show's depth and having two top five players on one team. We'll get it done in six. What you think, Bo? Man, it's going to be tough. I, I will say Portland is healthy. It looks scary on offense. Their defense is still shaky. You know, they can they can switch it out with white side and stuff like that and change the way they look on defense. But ultimately, I think the Lakers is going to pull it off in six games. All right. Um, I wanted to pick the Lakers – I, I do want to pick the Lakers, man. I'll be honest about that. But um, I also think that Portland is the best matchup for the Lakers besides the Clippers. I do feel like they built from top to bottom to beat the Lakers. But I agree with said uh, they don't play no defense, uh, Portland, and they rebound in the suspect. But I think that's also kind of the coaching as far as when they playing uh, Whiteside and Nurkic together um, and not together. But me um, – I, I, I'm going to go on a limb, bro. I'm going to say uh, Portland in seven, bro. I, I like Portland. Uh, the only reason I don't want to pick them, though, honestly, man, is Adam Silver and they're the refs. That's the only reason why I don't have confidence in that the Portland is going to win because I feel like they ain't going to let the Lakers be gone in the first round that easily. So I feel like they got the Lake, uh, the, the refs and everything is going to be on the Lakers side. But if they just let it play out regular, man, I'm going with Portland. I don't think the Lakers got no answer for Dame Dollar. Nurkic going to eat down low because Anthony Davis, If and, and my thing too, if Nurkic is playing, if he's stretching the floor out and hitting threes, the Lakers is in big trouble because then that means the lane is going to be wide open because you're going to have to pull AD or Dwight or one of them out to the three-point line. And then they're going to eat – Dame and CJ going to eat all day in the paint. And Melo is going to be one-on-one against a mismatch for the most part a lot of the times. So, I like Portland, man, but the Lakers do have a, a slightly better squad. I wouldn't say slightly. They have a clearly better squad. But Dame is killing. We, Dame is going crazy right now. And the Lakers, my biggest knock on them right now probably is their perimeter defense. It's super trash. So, and you got the best perimeter player in the world right now on the other side. So, I'm going with Portland, man. We'll see how it play out. Y'all got anything else to say? Yeah, I mean, my thing, I know you said Melo. Melo is probably going to go up against a mismatch, but the Lakers got pretty good size from three on down. So you can throw a Kuz, a Markeith Morris, a Jared Dudley. Like, Melo hadn't seen that in the bubble yet consistently. Jared Dudley on Melo? I'm, I'm just saying from a body standpoint, okay. Melo is able to have his way with most defenders. Okay. And the Lakers have bigger bodies to put out there on him. Like, you can put a LeBron on him, to be honest with you. I mean, LeBron. You know, Melo's playing in three. Brian going to be busy having to take on, you know, one of the he other He doesn't have to guard anybody. He doesn't have to guard anybody in Portland starting five. Other than so you're going to let Damon CJ just be guarded by who? You hey, can't. He, he, you cannot throw LeBron James on Damian Lillard. You don't have a choice, man. Damian Lillard, you can pencil him in against the Lakers, missing Avery Bradley, 40 a game. You can pencil him in for 40 a game. And what you think, the outcome, you think the outcome is going to be no W? You think going to win if he's getting 40 a game? Like I say, six games, man. Portland plays zero defense. Lane is wide open. You were Every game that they've played has been a nail-biter. I mean, you played Brooklyn, who's missing. You can't even name five players on Brooklyn, and they scored 
what, 130-something points. I like, agree. You about that. to play the Lakers with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. The Lakers been playing equally as trash, bro. They have, but I think part of it, too, is that the Lakers knew coming into the bubble that they needed to win two games to secure the number one spot. And then Frank Vogel started experimenting with all these different rotations, trying to get everything down packed to what he's going to do, you know, going forward in the playoffs. So that's yep. that's what I'm thinking. Go ahead and add something, Bo, and then I got, I got to say something. I was just going to say, man, I think KCP guarding C.J. McCollum is not a bad matchup, you know. As easy as it sounds for Dame to get his, I, I feel like you shut down his help and you let Dame do whatever he can do. You know, it's like with Harden. You let Harden do his big things, but you don't let a Westbrook come and get 30. Or you don't let a, a, a Tucker or somebody come out there and get an extra 15, 20 more than they're, they're used to getting or Austin Rivers. So my thing is, you know, you shut down the players around him and he's going to get off. You know, like I said, so he's going to average 40. But as long as you have a defense set up to where you can show, slow him down at certain times, which I think Vogel will do, I don't really see it being too much of a problem. All right. I just seen Seth Curry go off on the Lakers. I've seen, like, every point guard in the bubble so far go off on the Lakers. And my thing is, they had to win two games, but who wasn't coming to the bubble thinking, we got to develop some, t- some chemistry, we got to develop all type of camaraderie, all type of things in order to make a run through the playoffs? So I think it was more than just a two-game CD. I feel like they was focused on winning the two games. But if you wasn't worried about winning the other games, you really came in, you bullshitted. Because at the end of the day, you needed those games to build some type of momentum. Yeah, the Blazers had a bunch of nail biters. But at least they got to see what they was made of. And they got to see what they players is made of, as, as opposed to Lakers, where they just tried a bunch of players and they, wasn't, they didn't never get in rhythm. Now you're going into the playoffs with no rhythm and just hoping to, to be beaten up. One of the hottest teams in the world right now. But my thing is, Portland was fighting for their playoff lives from the jump. Dame Lillard, before this bubble thing even started, he said he wasn't going to play unless they had a chance, right? So they got the chance. They had injuries all year, too, though, say, don't forget. Say it again? The injuries affected them all year, too, don't forget. I mean, yeah, Portland is an injury-riddled franchise. I mean, that hasn't changed. So, I mean, it is what it is. They have a good roster. I I like Terry Stotts as a head coach. I mean, having the big bodies and Whiteside, who I feel should get more minutes, but, you know, obviously Nurkic is back. So Whiteside has to take, you know, the fade to the back. But yeah, I'll live with it. All right. I mean, I, I, I like, I think, I think Whiteside is more of a factor than Nurkic on both ends of the floor. Like Nurkic does not get the block shots. He doesn't like, he, he gets rebounds, but a lot of them are his shots. Yeah. Whereas Whiteside is cleaning the glass, getting the defensive rebounds and pushing the ball up court. And he's a little bit more mobile than Nurkic as far as, like, on the pick and roll. I mean, you saw that in the game against the Grizzlies where Jabba Morant was pretty much able to have his way when they brought Nurkic up, you know, off the pick and roll with Valentunas, and he was able to go to the cup right by him, finish at the basket. Think about, think about AD and what he's going to have to go through trying to deal with Nurkic and Whiteside on both ends of the floor and also being the number one contributor for the Lakers. I don't – it's going to be tough, bro. It's going to be very AD tough. is going to have a mismatch. He's going to have probably Zach Collins on him who he, can, who he can have his way with. And, you know, JaVale and Dwight, they just need to lock up. Lock up, keep Nurkic off the offensive glass because that's where he gets a lot of putbacks and tip-ins and stuff. That's what kind of fueled Portland's, you know, run over these past few games. But I think the Lakers with being able to play pretty much two seven-footers the whole game, that's something that Portland has not seen yet. Okay, okay. All right, man. We could talk about the Portland and Lakers series all day. Yeah, we can go. Let's we can go for that. We can go. Yeah, for let's that move on. Uh, uh, second series we'll get into is uh, we'll go over to the East. This is pretty self-explanatory. Milwaukee versus Orlando. What are we looking like? Man, I'm gonna give Orlando one. I'm gonna go four one Bucks. I'm saying the Bucks, the, the Bucks haven't looked as sharp, like I say, three and five since the restart. And, you know, I feel like their foot isn't on the gas as it was, you know, like during the season. Because during the season, they were crushing teams by, you know, like the highest margin, I want to say, in a long time as far as like winning by amount of points. But I think since the restart, they've kind of taken their foot off the gas and everything is, you know, kind of neutral now, you know what I mean? Because you're on a neutral court. You don't have fans screaming and teams aren't intimidated to play. 
because it's just a gym that everybody else is using. So I think Orlando's good for at least one win, but the Bucks take that one easily. Four one. Well, go ahead and get your broom and dust pan out. Them boys getting swept. I already seen they said Gordon is injured a little bit. Ross is injured. And another one of their players is injured. They're gonna play. Right. But they are they are, they are, they are already hampered. Then they lost they lost Isaac a couple weeks ago. I think the team is done, man. Get the brooms out. Them boys getting swept. <laughs> I agree, family. Uh, only only way I would have gave them a game is what Sid was saying is if there was some fans and they could have played in Orlando. Like for I mean they in Orlando actually, but right. <laughs> ain't right. no fans. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. If they was in Orlando with the fans, I would have gave them one game. But because it ain't no crowd, I feel like Giannis and them about to come just beat the brakes off them boys because they know it's playoff time. They know what time it is. And what does Orlando know? They know they going home, so they gonna play their hearts out for two games and then they gonna just throw in the towel. So, all right. So next series, man. Um, We'll go back to the West. Houston versus OKC. This probably going to be a real good series. What y'all looking like? What you got, Bo? Go first. Man, I I got Houston winning in six games. But it's going to be tough, bro. You know, I do feel like Chris Paul had those boys playing better than what they actually are. Um, I don't know if it's the coaching. A lot of people saying he's up for coach of the year. In my opinion, I don't think uh, Donovan is that good of a coach. Because he had star players before, didn't do shit with him. A lot of them. But, but I think it's, you know, they got Alexander, dog, Steven Adams, dog, CP3, dog. They got some players that's willing to fight and will try to actually win. So I, I <laughs> give them a few games. And it's going to be, you know, good to see CP3 go up against his old squad or whatever like that. But I just think when it all boils down to it, you know, he should chase the win. And may I add, I do think that OKC might get the first game because Russell Westbrook ain't playing. So, six games. Go ahead, Bo. Let me say it. I'm going OKC, man. Mm. I'm going OKC because, like I say, Westbrook being out is huge. In the Western Conference, you can't afford to give away games. What's he out for again? His, uh, I believe it's a shoulder, a shoulder or a knee. It's something. He he's out. He's not playing the first game. So, and my thing is, is like, yeah, he's out, right? Then OKC takes that first game, and then all of a sudden, Houston, you're trying to implement a guy that's injured back, right? You're not gonna play him in starter minutes, right? When he comes back, so then that's possibly two games that you drop. And OKC has continuity. They have size. They play good defense. You got Roberson back, who did you can put on a James Harden. You got Diallo, like you got Ford, <clears throat> who's been playing, came out of nowhere, playing that nobody talks about. I mean, Steven Adams is gonna control the glass. Like PJ Tucker is not gonna be able to keep Steven Adams off the glass. Yeah. Like this small ball stuff is only gonna go so far. And like I said, I just think missing Westbrook those first couple of games is gonna is gonna hamper the Rockets as far as what they can do. Cause I mean, if Harden have a bad game. It's it's a wrap. It's a wrap for Houston. Um, I agree. I agree with most of most of what you said. Um, I'm still gonna go with the Rockets. I agree with both mainly. I'm gonna go with the Rockets in six. Um, um, I think the OKC has a real good chance. You know, they definitely got a squad that can mess with them. But I think the Houston Rockets, the small ball lineup, is gonna be better than people expect, just because. Um, it just also you gotta like it's the small ball. It, it's a gift and a curse. But but because they play so fast, it's gonna tire out your big man, bro. Playing the the small ball and they play that seven seconds or less offense. So they inbounding after every shot, throwing it up and fast breaking every time. By the time they get up and down the court 10, 15 times, Stephen Adams need a break, yo, and and a whole bunch of people need a break. So I'm just saying, um, I can't see OKC beating them. But I do, I do think they're eventually gonna, you know, meet their match as far as the small ball. But you got a guard too. The the center got a guard. Uh, Covington be be playing at the five a lot of the times, or Tucker be playing at the five. And how can you guard that? But if they not making shots, then they also not gonna win any games. Either they making shots and they winning, or they not making shots and they losing. So I'm going with Houston in six though. But I'm not confident. I I do like the Thunder as far yeah. as they you know they confidence whatever. I just yeah. like CP3 when the in the revenge factor. Like CP3 is probably one of the smartest players in the game. Ever. 
you know, like basketball wise, and he's going to control the pace of that game. He's going to get Steven Adams in those pick and rolls. He's going to draw fouls. He's going to get that mid. He's going to slow the game down. He's not going to let OKC play that up and up and down pace. I mean, he just came from there. So he knows the ins and outs of the offense. He's going to slow it down. We're going to use these big bodies and we're going to make Houston play some defense, man. I, I Don't forget that. Russell Westbrook played for Billy Donovan's trash offense too. He does, but Billy Donovan, he he's smart enough to know to let like sit back. Let's let CP3, you know, operate on the table. He's a doctor right now. I do think having uh, Eric Gordon back plus Austin Rivers, they can pick up some of the slack for Westbrook being out of game or two. Who gonna guard these dudes? Them dudes gonna be getting some buckets out there. You can't who's, gonna guard, who's gonna guard Shy though, man? That dude's been That's on the this year. Facts. That's they a have nobody for him. He was trade, trade Caruso and give me Shy right now, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then take Caruso. We'll package yeah. him up today. Try that on PS4, and, and your system will turn off, though. <laughs> All right. Next, we're gonna go to the um, Pacers versus Heat. Who y'all? Who y'all got in that one, y'all? Damn. It's a good one. Go I ahead, Sid. I'm going to let you go. I got to think about this. Man, That that's probably, like, one of the most, like, even series out there. It's one that's uh, quite intriguing. Obviously, you got the Jimmy, Buff- Jimmy Butler, TJ Warren dynamic. But I'm going to go with the Heat, man. I'm going to go with the Heat. I, I think they have a, a really good roster top to bottom. Uh, they have they've hit on like late you know late round picks and even undrafted guys like the Kendrick Nuns who I think should be all rookie this year. Yep. I mean Tyler Hero has been somebody that's came out of nowhere that people didn't think that he would have the year that he had. Um, Bam Adebayo another late lottery pick that's obviously right that should be all NBA all star this year. Um, Duncan Robinson, like you say, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with the Heat, man. I, I like the Heat. I think they have a little bit more consistent players, and the Pacers are—they have a, a, you know, a good abundance of talent. But I think the Heat uh, have a little bit more playoff experience, a little bit more depth to, um, you know, pull this out. I think it goes seven. I'm gonna take the Heat in seven, but I think it's gonna be one of the best series that we see out of this first round. To be honest with you. What's up, bro? Man, from top to bottom, I think these teams are equal. I really do. The the big domino would probably be I, I just put Jimmy a little bit better than TJ Warren. And I think that's enough to get them the, the edge. I do feel like Miami plays with a little more nucleus than they do. Uh Indiana is like this team that just kind of came out of nowhere. Whereas Miami's been consistent all year for being dogs. You know what I'm saying? They got a lot of guys on their team that Right. We'll go get it. Damn, I forgot that they, they did miss uh, one of the kids just got hurt the other day. Jones. Jones. So that, that could be a slight blow. But that means more minutes for Iggy or more minutes for someone else. I think they'll make up the slack. I, I have uh, Miami winning that in seven games, man. It's going to be tough, but I got Miami winning in seven. I'm, I'm ready to see that one, man. Yeah, that's going to be a good series, a hard-fought back-to-back, back-and-forth series. Um, I'm going with Miami, too, but I, I am picking them in seven because the Pacers um, with Warren and Oladipo, mm-hmm. uh, they just got a solid squad, and I don't like picking against Oladipo like that. Like, that dude is – like, he's a killer. You know what I mean? He doesn't get a lot of credit because he be hurt a lot, too. But right. when he's out there, that man be going. You know, any I ain't forgot he took Cleveland – with LeBron to seven games a year or two ago, uh, two years ago. So um, I like the uh, Oladipo and Warren, but I think Miami's better built. And like Pat said, they've been consistent the whole year and Pacers is out of nowhere. So I'm not about to just pick them to just be winning the playoffs like that. But, you know, they might prove me wrong, Pacers, you know what I mean? Right. But I think it's a seven-game series for sure. So we'll move on to the next. Uh, we got Denver and Utah at the three versus six in the West. What are we looking like? I'm going to go Denver, man. Me too. I think Denver, Denver is a team that a lot of people are sleeping on that have found, you know, a contributor, obviously, a Michael Porter Jr., who's been looking good since the restart. I mean, 6'10", 6'11", handling the ball, pulling up from three, being able to finish at the rim, rebound, and he's also trying to play defense. 
I mean, they're going to miss Gary Harris being out, you know, these first couple of games. But I think with Jamal Murray back and, you know, the Joker, that one-two punch is going to be too much for the Jazz. And, you know, Mike Conley's not there. He's probably going to miss the first two games. Just had a child. And so I just worry about the playmaking aspect for Utah and where do they get the points from outside of Donovan Mitchell. So I'm going to go Denver in six. Go ahead, Bo. Yeah, I'm going I'm to do the same thing, man. I just think the team is from top to bottom. I think Denver is just a little more loaded than Utah. Um, Utah got Bundanovich. Is he still out? Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's out. He's, that, he's the not. team hurt without him. That's a guy that can actually stretch the floor, can handle the ball a little bit, take care of some of the duties of bringing the ball up the court. Uh, that's just a key part to their team. Even though Donovan Mitchell is playing good, Cunley is playing good, Still got the Eiffel Tower in the middle. I still think that when it all boils down to it, Denver just got a, got a better balance of team, man. You know, like you said, they got the Joker. They got uh, Michael Porter Jr. They got uh, Murray. And then they got uh, Barton. So I just feel like the team is just a little a little tougher, bro. In my opinion, I just say Denver and seven. Yeah, I won't waste time on that. Um, I'm, ch- I'm choosing Denver in five uh, because – Mike Conley being out, that's I didn't they was gonna lose with Mike Conley. So, but with him being out, I definitely think and as long as uh Denver doesn't sleep on him and just don't come to play because they know that Mike Conley is not there. But right. I like Denver in five. They just got too much firepower for Utah and they found themselves since they've been in the bubble. So um and Utah, they just one dimensional. If if it ain't Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley and um, Rudy does good at cleaning up and stuff like that, but he ain't nobody to just worry about the whole game or a whole series or something like that. Right. So going with Denver easily in five and maybe six. Uh, all right, across the board, we got Philly versus Boston. What are we looking like, Pat? This is an easy pick. Man, I think it's over in five games, bro. Without being Simmons, I just don't see Boston having a hard time beating them. I mean, don't get me wrong, Ben can't stretch the floor, but he is a presence. He still can rebound, still can assist. Oh, yeah. He can get you 20 points a game, so it's not like you out there not guarding him. But right. without him on the team, with the injury, Boston just got a better team. They got the better team, the better coach, better record. Uh, I say Boston in, in five games. Maybe if Embiid plays his, his ass off, six. But no more than six. Well, see. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna go. Uh, obviously, Boston too, man. I think they have a better roster, top to bottom. I mean, they have a lot of uh, two-way players, you know, that can you know score plus defend and knock down threes. And we haven't even really seen Kemba unleashed yet. Um, but I'm gonna give. Uh, I'm gonna say it's gonna go six because I think Boston is still pretty young and they haven't really like been in that position to close out series. And I think they might, you know, come into the game, oh, we're playing them without Ben Simmons. So, you know, this should be easy and you could end up losing a game or two, you know, just because, you know, the lack of maturity and, you know, the lack of, um, you know, playoff experience on the roster. So I'm going to say um, Boston's going to get it done in six, but, uh, yeah, Philly's facing an uphill battle against those boys, man. The team is loaded, man. I'm going Boston in five um, only because – mainly because Ben Simmons is out. But the fact that Ben Simmons is out, Boston – like, uh, Philly is used to having Ben Simmons running the show all day long. Anytime you move, lose a player that's been running the show and it has all of the usage rate and, and has the ball in their hands the whole time, it automatically turns your team into like a, a crippled roster, basically. Unless you got a solid point guard that's gonna come through and fill up that role, which most teams don't have, obviously, and and Philly don't. So um, I feel like that just takes away from everything. Now it's just gonna be the uh, uh, obvious Joel Embiid dumping down to Joel every time, and Brett Brown. Brett Brown's already not a, like a, a crazy solid coach like that for him to make these type of adjustments. So. They're going to dump it into Joel Embiid every time, and I, I like them to get beat in five. They're going to squeeze out one game because they got a solid enough roster to squeeze out one or two. But give me Boston in five, maybe a sweep. Philly should have kept T.J. McConnell. Facts. They, they, they stupid for that. Insurance policy. Yeah. Facts. On ending now. All right, next we're going to do Clippers in Dallas. Mm-hmm. 
Clippers is the favorite, obviously, at the two. Dallas at seven. What, what are we looking like? Man, I don't even think seedings matter out west, to be honest with you. I think a lot of teams are more evenly matched and people try to throw these numbers up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I'm taking the Clips in this, man. The Clips are uh, a pretty complete team. And for one, the entire year they haven't had their full roster on hand. That's something that Doc has been talking about all year. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and I, I'm, I'm going to say the Clippers get this done in six games. I mean, I know I keep saying six, but I, I think it's going six. I think Luka and the Unicorn could at least get you one or two games because the Clippers' defense has been suspect, you know, pretty much all year. I mean, they have the players to lock down teams, but they just don't do it consistently. So I'm going to go to Clips and six. I mean, I think Kawhi and Paul George is just way too much besides, you know, you know, what Dallas has to offer, so. What's up, Bo? We do the same thing, man. The Clippers are going to win in six games, I believe. But I do feel like Dallas got the Unicorn. They got Porzingis. I mean, uh, they got Luka. And then, you know, Rick Carlisle, man, he's a good enough coach to get you at least two wins. You know, I don't I don't think he's just going to go out there and get his ass handed to him like people think because it's the Clippers. So, you know, put that into rotation. Put them two good players into rotation. Uh, they still got some solid um, players like Hardaway, uh, a couple other little guys on the team that can still do some things. Steph Curry. Steph, right. I, I still feel like they can win a, a two games. So, I'm going to say the Clippers is going to pull it off. Right. I think the Clippers will pull it off, but it's going to be in six games. So it won't be a sweep. Right. All right. I agree with that. Um only thing I I, I want to say clips in five. I say clips in five only because um, I do got respect for Dallas and I know they're gonna push for two games. You know what I mean? But um, I just think the Clippers are coming to let everybody know that they like like y'all said they got their full roster now, so they're here to let y'all know like we not playing with the league. And to do that, you gotta you gotta beat up on Dallas first off for anybody to be afraid of you. So I feel like that would be the motive and for, for the Clippers. Or they could come in and be like, you know, we're not going to go hard against Dallas like that because we got a long road ahead, you know. So it depends on how they come out. I, after the first game, we'll have a real good uh, look at all of these teams to see what they really built like and what they really came to do. Because right. some of these teams been coming through looking like they, they'd rather be home with their families and some teams looking like they want to win a championship. So, so yeah, so I, I'm going to go with the um, the Clippers in five. And then, um, and then to the last series we'll move on to is Toronto versus Brooklyn. What we looking like? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to wrap the show in five, man. Okay. Just because I mean the Raptors have one of the better teams. Obviously, I feel like they have the coach of the year again, and Nick Nurse. I mean to lose what they lost this past offseason in the Finals MVP, plus Danny Green, who was a solid you know contributor for them. And they still have the second best record in the East. I think that's pretty impressive. Um, they play good defense. They got you know multiple big bodies. They have shooters, a lot of two-way wings, versatile wings. Um, I just think Karis LeVert is at least good enough to win one game. And you know all the defenses that Jock Vaughn has been you know trying to throw out there. I think the Raptors maybe take their foot off the gas for one and uh, Brooklyn sneaks in and get one because, I mean, they're a tough team to game plan for. Like, other outside of LeVert and, you know, possibly Jared Allen, you really don't factor him into the game plan. They have some shooters that people have never heard of. Like, you know, you got Joe Harris. I mean, obviously people heard of Joe Harris, but you got other shooters like Joe Harris, uh, the kid, uh, I forget the young kid, uh, Thigh, I forget his last name. But uh, Thigh Bull. Yeah. He was out there spraying, you know, the other night against Portland. I mean, it, they can get buckets. I mean, they've shown that they can score missing their two best players. So, I think they can um, they can sneak one in on the Raptors. It's going to have to be early on in the series, though. But I still think it goes five, Max. Yeah, I feel the same way. Brooklyn don't have enough to, to really compete for like a season series or a seven-game series. I feel like Brooklyn's good enough to win one game. Maybe Chris LeBert goes off for a good 40 or something like that, and they sneak and get a good win. Or Joe Harris gives them a solid 25, 
and they, they ease into one. But when it all boils down to it, I just think that Larry, um, what's the big man name? I can't think of his name right now. It's old? Uh, nah, the big Siakam. Siakam. Oh, Siakam. Siakam going to eat him up, bro. And I just feel like when it boils down to it, I think Brooklyn just don't have enough. So I see five games run from five. Yeah, I say Toronto and six to be nice to Brooklyn. And we can move on, man. That, that's going – Brooklyn going home. And all them dudes on Brooklyn know they go home. Other than Levert, he going to come to hoop. And uh, that's about it. The rest of them is going to be playing like they're ready to go see their family, in my opinion. All right, so we're in that topic, man. Um, which, what, what topic are we doing next? The X Factors? Yeah, we're doing that. All right, so next topic we're going to do – we're going to talk about who's the X factor in each series. So we won't spend too much time on it, but we'll just go by, run, run through the series one more time, and then we'll choose each player from each team that we think is the X factor. So first off, L.A. and Portland, who's the X factor for y'all? Uh, for me, man, for Portland, is Gary Trent Jr. Facts. Like, that dude, that dude has been on fire, and I've watched – at least six of Portland's games. I mean, I want to say he's shooting 50% from three since the restart. And I mean, and I mean, the dude, he, I mean, he's shooting wide open, obviously, but he's still knocking them down at a high clip. I think, you know, he can get high at any time. He's somebody that, you know, everybody talks about, oh, you got CJ, Dame, Nurkic, Whiteside, but nobody's talking about Gary Trent Jr. Who's been on the absolute tear. Um, Portland, you know, since the restart. He's been playing, you know, defense, picking up the team's best perimeter player and knocking down threes. So I think he's a big X factor in that series. Um, yeah, that's, that's I'm going Gary Trent Jr., bro. You got both. All right, man. So for Portland, I'm going to go with Melo. I think Melo got to be able to hit the shots that he's been hitting. Also contribute to the rebounds. If they want to have a fighting chance, they're going to have to out-rebound the Lakers, which means Melo's going to have to help rebound. He's going to have to be able to hit shots when LeBron is on him, when uh, Green is on him. He's definitely going to have to hit open shots because Dame ain't going to have everything at the rim like he did against other teams with Dwight and JaVel down there. So he's going to have to be able to kick it out, and Melo got to hit the shots. All right, yeah, I took basically the only two X factors that's possible on the uh, on Portland. Um, I kind of had a um, – it was hard to pick out of both of them, out of, out of Gary Trent and Melo, because both of them are equally important. I'm going to go with Melo with the edge, only because Melo, um, he don't get enough credit for what he brought to the team this year. If Melo wasn't on the team, they wouldn't have that third guy who can get his own bucket uh, whenever they need one. And you've been seeing as the as the Blazers have been breaking down, having all these nail biters, they've been looking for a bucket from somebody. Sometimes when when Dame can't grab one or, or CJ be going off, he's been going off a little bit lately in the in the fourth quarters. But Melo is that guy where you kick it, you got everybody else well defended, and then you kick it to Melo and realize, oh snap, he got a freaking six three shooting guard on him. You know, what I mean that's barbecue chicken every time for Melo in the in the mid range. So I think Melo, I think, uh, like said, said Gary Trent is going to be shooting wide open all day. And Melo is more of a player that's going to have to take advantage of a matchup. And he's not necessarily going to be wide open that much. You know, they still going to sleep on Melo sometimes. They got to leave somebody to, to help off with Dame. But you, if you leave J Gary Trent, that's not smart because he's the hottest shooter in the bubble right now. And Melo, you can't leave Melo, bro. My man is too proven. You leave Melo if you want to, and he's going to become a hero in this series. So um, I'm going with Melo. Um, did y'all say who y'all chose on the Lakers? No, we didn't choose the Lakers. All right, go ahead on the Lakers. Who you got? Let me get this first. Go ahead. I got to Green, I'm on your neck. <laughs> Daddy Green, bro. You the edge factor, bro. Hit a goddamn jumper, bro. I need 10 points a night from you. Just hit your Easily. He's getting 10 shots a night wide open. The man can't throw a goddamn penny in a damn late right now, bro. He can't hit shit. So I need him to hit the wide open jumpers, bro. Danny Green, you are my ass factor. If you ain't hitting jumpers, you need to be on CJ McCullum's ass, like white on right, bro. Them days is over, Pat. Go ahead, man. <laughs> CJ will I'm, work his ass out, boy. They better not leave him over there, bro. Myself. 
I'm I'm going Kyle Kuzma, man. I think Kuzma has been playing well the past three games for the Lakers, hitting 20 points in two out of the last three games. Obviously, game one against Denver's reserves, whatever. But I think his confidence right now is at an all-time high, that he's finally healthy. And, you know, Vogel's giving him minutes, actually drawing up plays, a lot of things that I've been saying that he should do, as opposed to just giving him the ball late in the shot clock, and then he misses some shots, and then people saying, oh, he's not a contributor. But I think you got to give the dude opportunities. And I think in this series against Portland, being that they don't play defense, and he's 6'9", he's going to have a lot of mismatches where he can attack. And the Lakers are going to need his offense. And, I mean, like LeBron said the other day, we cannot win a championship without with, without Kyle Kuzma being our third best player. So, I think this is his time for him to shine. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. It's his time to shine because he is the only young gun that the Lakers kept after the trade. So, it's either prove it or it's time to go. So, it's, it's go time, man, for Kyle Kuzma. A sad day. We actually looking forward to Kuz being our third best player, bro. That part. That part, bro. He's the third like best player on the Lakers, though, man. Kyle Kuz is a, is a, is a good You're player. You're not winning the championship. We banking on Kuz He's the third best player on the Lakers, man. No, what LeBron need to be saying is we need to be banking on his ass to win the championship. Yeah, I agree. That's another story, though. We, we'll get to that some other time. Hey, he's trying to pass the buck off. He's trying to no, pass the pressure off. Hey, right back to you, bro. Get your ass in the kitchen. You asked hey, for the cool, man. I'm going to need you to come through, bro. I'm tired right, of running right, around the L.A. Right. This is what L.A. brings to the table, bro. Right. You win a chip or you die. That's it. If I'm yeah. cool, I, if I'm cool, I would have went and looked at my contract and then Googled LeBron contract and be like, damn, bro, you, you, you want me to win the championship, bro? Right. I think anyways, it's he's trying, he trying to push him, man, to get his mind right, man. Nah, he's trying to push that. He's trying to push that pressure from himself to him. Hey. So now the fans, he's already he's painting that narrative. You know, LeBron painted that narrative early, man. No, nah, LeBron is LeBron is the fall guy. It's because Kuz. He's painting the narrative. If we lose, it's because Kuz didn't step up and be our third best player, man. Can't blame him. AD people. can't do it. Hey, remember last? Remember two years ago in Cleveland, he said we what we top heavy as what as you know what. Because he was complaining about him and Kyrie not having no help. LeBron's known for this already. He already does. LeBron's got a ton of help. If the Lakers fall, it's on LeBron. Thanks. Hey, and and the main reason it's on LeBron, too, we ain't mentioned, is because you, the one, really got all these dudes traded. And you wanted Kuz. Like, I don't know why Kuz is there, but it had to be LeBron. Like, obviously, Magic, Rob, everybody was talking to LeBron about every move like they've admitted to. So... You got Kuz, LeBron. Don't be trying to uh, – you could tell Kuz personally, hey, man, we need you, da-da-da-da. But for you to tell the media, LeBron painting them narratives, bro. He ain't fooling me, fam. I'm putting pressure on Kuz. So when Kuz out there fucking it up, stanking it up, you yeah, know why. Yeah. So. Hey, it's playoff time, man. It's playoff time. When I go home. All right, my X Factor. I like y'all picks. I like y'all picks. Um, my X Factor is Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook, what you gonna do, bro? It's time, bro. And and it's really too much pressure for, for Quinn right now. I don't I don't like the pressure that the, the world is putting on Quinn because he got the biggest matchup in the world in front of him right now. And Dame is he been busting everybody ass. So imagine when little 5'11, six foot Quinn Cook get in front of him, bro. It's barbecue chicken time for Quinn Cook. But my thing is, if Quinn Cook can do something, something on offense, make Dame work. You know what I'm saying? Get Dame to uh, lose some energy. Get Portland to be worried about not leaving him open. And then the, the series really can go to L.A. way. That's why I think he's the X Factor. I agree with y'all X Factors as well. And uh, Kuzma, he definitely is going to have a field day if he wants it. You know what I mean? There's nobody that can guard him. Like, Melo is 35 years old. Like, he's not going to be able to – 36 years old. He's not going to be able to – There's never a reason to really hurt the team, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Losing the reason, yeah. big Gary Trent can't guard nobody, so it's like, um, yeah. So Quint Cook, I, 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 I'm expecting you to put some pressure on Dame and CJ when they on defense, because both of them don't really play no defense like that. Dame or CJ. So if Quint Cook come with it, bro, the the series is gonna be easily won by the Lakers because Dame is coming in here like I just gotta cook Quint Cook's bum ass, and then I don't really gotta do nothing on defense. And Quinn is the main person that could just end all of that by doing something. Or, you know, and I'll say Quinn, along with Caruso, 
and all of all the Laker point guards because all y'all got y'all work cut out, bro. And can't nobody save you from this Dame Dollar uh, massacre that's about to happen on y'all. And like I said, I just I just suggested LeBron earlier guard you know Dame for some of the time because Quinn Cook we gonna leave him. Y'all want to go go, go uh, leave Quinn Cook on uh, Dame Lillard for a whole series? I, if as a Laker fan, I wouldn't do that. I would be like, hell no. Nah. We don't have an answer for Damian Lillard. Uh, no one put, in the NBA does. Goodbye. We put goodbye, LeBron LA. James on Dame. It's gonna three fouls in the first two minutes. It's gonna be father time versus Dame time, Thanks. and you know who gonna win. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> don't do that, bro. All I'm saying is, the game. you got. You got top. You got top defenders of all time on your team, and LeBron's the only perimeter defender, bro. And but you other than Danny Green, and Danny Green barbecue chicken, bro. You got to put KCP on him, man. KCP is, is young enough to chase Dame around. I'm not, not saying he's going to be effective, but like I say, this is where the Avery Bradley opting out hurts the Lakers because he's the guy that you would be like, okay, Dame's on a tear. We're going to throw Avery Bradley on a Mr. 94 feet. He's going to pick him up, take the ball out of his hands, and make it somewhat difficult for him. But like but you said, Trevor Reeser not there, too. So he's that, not. That combats that. Avery Bradley is highly way more effective than Trevor Reeser is on a defensive end. Trevor Reeser's best days are with the Lakers, man. He hasn't played defense since then. Who we got? In the playoffs, you bugging on tra- on Trevor, though. Trevor is the guy you need in the playoffs for a time when like this. When is the last time he's no, been we in the playoffs? all day. Who we got? Been on the sun, said. But. Right. <laughs> Chasing money. He left the Lakers to chase money. I right, okay. Let's sense. move on to the next joint. All right. Um, Houston versus OKC. Who y'all got as X Factor? Oh, man. Go ahead, C. Ooh, man. In that series for OKC, man, I want to say – uh. I'm going to go shy, man. I think, you know, a lot of the focus has been on CP3 and Steven Adams, but shy Alex Gilgis Alexander has had a, a great year. I think he's gotten overshadowed because he plays in the West, which is pretty much stacked with guards. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that dude, a lot of people were thinking that he was just a throw-in, you know, in that trade um, to OKC. But that guy is uh, – he's a stud. He's a stud player. I think he can – turn the series because Houston does not have anybody that can guard him, you know, being 6'6", and he can play the point. He's playing a two right now. But I think the kid is a – he's a huge X factor for OKC in the series, especially with Westbrook out, man. I'm going with Roberson uh, as my X factor. Roberson. What's wrong with that, Sid? He is trash. That's – I mean, he's an X factor. He's an X factor. Him guarding hard or something earlier. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I, I X factor doesn't mean you're the most talented. Said it just means you're going to be very important. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying he, he doesn't give you anything on offense. Zebra. Yeah, but on defense, we're, who does he have to guard? Said he's going to have to guard James Harden. That's why he's my X factor. Said if he, he do anything against James Harden, they can win against the, the Rockets. But he hasn't James Harden busts his ass. He hasn't played all year, though. He's just coming back. He hasn't played all year. I'm sorry you don't agree with him as my X Factor. He <laughs> needs to play a certain number of games in order to be an X Factor on your team, bro. But he's an uh, X Factor, said, because James Harden is about to cook OKC, and that's your team. So you're going to see why he's the X Factor if he can't slow uh, James Harden down. But I like your pick, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yours is more of an obvious pick, my boy. Go ahead, Pat. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you, oh, Dennis Schroeder out there, man. I, I don't even think people realize that he's putting up like 18 a game right now. And it's yeah, actually kind of like there. unnoticed. Nobody's even paying no attention. So I feel like if he can come out in the game and give him that 18 consistently, maybe they do have a fighting chance. I still say Houston in six games. It can get interesting, though, depending on who comes and shows up. And if Dennis Schroeder plays a big game, and just release Chris Paul and Shai Alexander with big minutes and big points. It's possible, man. So he's going to be my X factor for OKC. Cool, man. Let me go with Houston real quick. Um, Houston, I'm going with Covington for my X factor because sure. he, got a, he got a big role, and he gets a lot of open shots, and he's going to get a whole bunch of open shots with James Harden out there playing ISO ball all day. So and he's going to have the fives guarding him and stuff like that. He literally can change any series if he's just knocking down the threes and playing good defense because he's got a – 
he's he's strong, so he plays solid defense even in the print in the paint. So um, so I like Covington as my as my X factor. You guys say it. I'm going Daniel House Jr. I mean, this kid went from you know enter the role G League player to playing a prominent role on a you know a contending team, and he's been knocking down three pointers. He's been putting the ball on the floor, going to finish. He's been, you know, trying to play D, but he's somebody that nobody talks about. But I think he's going to have a major impact on this series. So, Daniel House Jr., that's my X Factor in this series. Man, for me, just looking at this roster, bro, I'm going to say Eric Gordon. I know he's back off of injury, but they need you to step in and play a major role. You know, his, his job is to score. His job is to hit open threes when Harden is kicking it out. And he got to live up to that, you know, which I don't think he got a problem with shooting the long ball and scoring. So my pick would be uh, Eric Gordon just because, uh, okay, I mean, Houston needs you to score as much as you can without Westbrook in the game. So, you know, that's my pick. Good picks, good picks. Indiana and Miami, who's the X Factors? Oh, boy. You, you want me to go? Go ahead, Ted. For Miami – I'm going to go with Tyler Hero, man. I think that kid is uh, – I don't know. It's just something about him, man. I mean, every every game I watch him play, big games, like against the Bucks or against top contenders in the East, he's always showing up. And I think playoff time, I think he might take it to another level and, um, you know, knock down those threes like he's supposed to and, you know, attack the basket. I'm going to go with him as my X Factor for Miami, man. Who you got for Indiana? Go ahead. Go ahead, Pat. Oh, for Miami, I'm going um, to go with Bam. I think if Bam comes and shows out, is capable of uh, switching on defense, rebounding, uh, just going in the paint like he's been doing all season, and he continues to do that in, in his playoff series. I think Bell could be a major X factor for this team, man. He's a uh, a dog on the glass, he's a dog on a defensive uh, game. If he brings it to the table, I don't see no no reason why he can't be you know, the X factor of that series. I agree with that. Um, I'm choosing Bam for the Miami as well, um, especially uh, defensively too, because you know he got to slow down TJ and Oladipo. Oladipo when they get into the lane and stuff like that, and he got to help keep them out the lane. So um, I like Bam in that matchup. I think Bam is definitely going to be able to, to affect the series in a major way. Um, and on Indiana, I'm going with Miles Turner. Um, he's a, a big factor as far as keeping um, Indiana, I mean Miami out the paint and slowing down their perimeter. Uh, they, I'm sorry, they paint offense. So go ahead, say it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I was gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Miles Turner as well, man. Um, he can, you know, shoot three. He's got to defend. I mean, he's got a tough matchup coming up against Bam. Um, but I feel like Turner. He has the tools to be a solid, you know, player. He's he's blossomed. He's gotten better each year in the NBA. Um, and I think with his outside shooting and drawing Bam outside the paint, if he can knock those down. Uh, that can be, you know, a big turning point in this series. All right. For me, I'm going to go with TJ. Keep doing what you've been doing. If TJ Warren can stay hot like he's been hot in this bubble, looking like an all-star in the bubble, if you ask me, bro. I, I would say TJ Warren, you know, as long as he don't cool off and he keep doing what we've been seeing him do, which the kid's always been a score since he came out, the, you know, came out of NC State to the NBA. So, I feel like uh, if T.J. Warren can stay high, he's the X factor of that, of that series, man. Definitely. Okay. All right, so we'll move on to the next joint is Denver versus Utah. I'll start off with that. Um, Denver, um, I chose Jamal Murray for for Denver. Uh, Murray's been, been absent for a little while, but when he's there, you know, he plays on an all-star level, and um, Denver's going to need that, and – Against and with Conley out, he's gonna have his way. He's gonna go crazy. So I got him. And y'all can go ahead and we'll go with Utah after that. Utah, I'm gonna just go ahead and say Utah now, bro. Y'all can pick the X Factor for Utah because outside of Donovan, Mike Conley, and Rudy Gobert, they that I pretty they done anyway, bro. Go ahead. Who y'all got? 
For Denver, I'm going uh, Michael Porter Jr., man. I think he's going to be huge in this series just because you really don't have a lot of tape on the kid. You've only seen him, you know, play just like a few amount of games, being that he was out, you know, with the back injury and finally working his way back. And now he's looking like a solid contributor on both ends of the floor. So I'm going to go, like I said, Michael Porter Jr., man. I think he's going to have a big series, man. Uh, For me, I'm going to go with Jamal Murray. As long as Jamal can shoot the long ball and play the way he played at the beginning of the season, he can be uh, dangerous against Utah. You know, I feel like he's a bucket just as much as the, uh, a Dovin Mitchell's a bucket. The kid can really light up the scoreboard. Uh, if he brings his A game to, to the bubble, which I hadn't really seen just yet, if he could just get focus or, or whatever it is he got going on, knock the rust off, he could be major in this series. And I, I, I'm going to go with um, Murray, man. All right, Boston versus Philly. Who y'all got as far as X Factor? Did we say for Utah? Who Utah's X Factor is? I skipped them because they ain't got no chance, but go ahead. Wow, man. Go ahead, then. They skipped them shit. <laughs> All right, so Boston and Philly, what's up? Go ahead, Bo. Uh, for Boston, I'm going to go with Jalen Brown. I know that's said, boy, but I, I'm a guy, I got to give him some respect, man. The young man is your muscle out there, bro. The dude played D. Three ball looks good. You know, he's solid in, in the mid-range game. And he just brings – he got a little edge over Tatum because he, he he brings a little more intensity. I think Tatum's better offensively, but I just feel like the hunger to be better or be great just seems like Jalen Brown shows it on the outside more than Tatum does. And so, you know, with me, I, I would say Jalen Brown, he, he's the X factor for me, man. I don't disagree with you on that. Just let me add to Fico said. I don't disagree with you on that at all. Um, but I just think it's a personality difference between the two of them. I think Jason Tatum's just more of the quiet, chill, uh, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, laid back killer type of dude. And Jalen's yeah. more of a duck on you, scream in your face type of dude. You know what I'm saying? So, but I agree with you, though. Go ahead, Seth. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. My X factor is going to be Marcus Smart, man. I think Marcus Smart does a lot of the, you know, small things that don't show up in the box score. He guards the best, you know, perimeter player. He'll switch down on bigs. He knocks down threes. He makes, you know, timely buckets, you know, in big time, you know, moments in the game. So I think Marcus Smart is a, he's invaluable to the Boston Celtics and what they do on this playoff run, especially with Kimba banged up. I think he's going to provide a lot of stability at that point guard, two guard position, being that, you know, Kimba isn't fully up to full speed. And just in case the young guns like, you know, Tatum and Brown struggle out the gate, I think Marcus Smart can pick up some of that slack, man. Dope, dope. Smart tough, man. He's tough. Next. He, he's, a, he's a pit bull out on, without a leash, bro. I mean, Smart get at it, bro. Oh, yeah. Physical. Very he's physical. Old school. He's an old school type of player. Old school, sure. tough nose type of guy. And his three ball ain't as bad as people think it is either. Nah, can't leave it open. Yeah, he's a dog fan for sure. Um, I actually, it's funny because I struggle with both of these dudes as the Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart as my my X factors. But I'm gonna give Jalen Brown the edge. I'm gonna agree with both. Um, mainly because he just does everything, bro. Like he he's your he's your best defender, and he 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 comes with it on offense. And he's a dog as far as. He wants to kill you. You know, he doesn't have all of the skills that these other dudes have yet. But, you know, most dudes who are that athletic aren't the most skilled dudes in the world. You know, we've seen that through history or whatever. So, but Jalen Brown is definitely my um, X factor. Um, And if if Ben Simmons was here, he would really be the X factor because he was going to be the one guarding Ben Simmons the whole series. So um, whether he's there or not, I'm going to say Jalen Brown's the X factor. Right. And uh, so we'll move on to uh, Clippers versus Dallas. Who's the X Factor? Who we got? Go ahead, Bo. Man, for Dallas, if they wanna they wanna win, man, I it's gotta be Luca. Even though I know he's a he's a best player, he got two of the damn best defenders in the league on his net. And that's gonna be all game. Luca cannot have one of those poor shooting games where he's six twenty three from the field and, and think that they're gonna have a chance. You know, I honestly feel like like I said, said the last segment, poor Zingas is gonna get his. He's seven foot two, three, whatever, tall as the damn tower. He can shoot it. Ain't nobody gonna be able to stop poor Zingas for the Clippers. 
But Luca is going to have to bring his A game to to help out. And I know he's a dog and he can play, but this is the playoffs, and nobody knows the playoffs better than Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. All right. For the Mavericks, I'm going Tim Hardaway Jr., man. Okay. I mean, you, you your father played in the NBA. You've had, you know, stints in other places, and, you know, you've been playing meaningless games, and now it's time to put up a shut-up. Um, I mean, teams are focused on, like Pat said, Luka and the Unicorn. So now it's your turn to step up and be that third guy. I mean, you're facing a formidable opponent in the Clippers, who are heavily favored in this series. So I think it's your time to step up and contribute and, you know, just play a game and do what you've been doing all year, but just take it up a notch, man. Because Luke is going to see – he's going to see Paul, George, or Kawhi the entire <clears throat> So I want Tim Hardaway Jr., man. All right. For me, uh, Dallas, I'm going with the one and only Seth Curry. Motherfucking best point guard in the league. I'm just playing, but nah, uh, Seth Curry, man. I like Seth. Um, Seth don't get enough credit. That dude is a he's really a little monster, man. He just doesn't he doesn't get a lot of playing time. He usually has to play behind somebody who's better than him. But man, that dude, he has the highest, his second highest field goal percentage of all time after Steve Kerr. And that ain't no accident, bro. That dude just really can shoot, and you cannot leave him open, and he can hit you off the dribble. So, um, so I'm going with Seth Curry, man. I feel like he's going to be a matchup problem for anybody, and he's just a dude that you just got to be worried about. Like, he just don't get a lot of credit because Steph is so good that Seth doesn't get no attention. But salute to Seth, man. That man been uh, been doing his thing. I got him. Who y'all got is the Clippers X Factor? Chris. Mark Chris. And, and it's the only reason why I'm going to say him, you just got to bring that defensive intensity, that rebounding intensity. You know, he's one of those guys that when he plays with energy, the team plays with energy. In my opinion, though, he's like one of the guys that makes the bench go. He's, a, he's the guy that makes the train move. So if Trez don't come and play with some edge and some energy, the Clippers might not have the firepower they need off the bench. Yeah, Lou going to do his thing, but you still need somebody else like Trez to come in there and help on the rebounds and the block shots because Lou really ain't going to give you that type of stuff. I'm gonna go with Trey. Hey, I know who said going with. Go ahead, said. See, I'm going with Zubak, man. Okay, I'm surprised. Hey, the dude, the dude has been he's been a double double machine, pretty much each game since the restart. And I mean, the thing is, they're not even calling plays for him. I mean, it hurts my heart as a Laker fan that we gave the dude away, being that he was a young second round pick, up and coming young player. We gave him away for uh, tacos. Yeah, a bag of Cheetos and a PlayStation <laughs> controller. <laughs> yeah. PS3 controller. Right. And, and we gave him to the Clippers. That that was the thing that hurt the most. Is like, you could have sent them, like, you know, to the Pacers or. Send them to Miami. Clippers didn't have Kawhi lit yet, though. Don't matter. George. It don't matter. They still had a decent. They still made the playoffs um, last year without them dudes. I'm just fucking around. I'm just saying, though. Oh, okay. But, yeah, you know, Zubox will be my X Factor. I think he's had to play a big game for the Clippers because he's pretty much their only rim protector on the team. And, you know, being seven feet to keep the unicorn and, you know, Boban off the glass, I think Zubox is going to have to have a good series, man. I think he will, though, man. The kid's got potential. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to go with the guy who I thought said was going to pick, and that's Sweet Lou. Lou will. Uh, Lou Will's damn near X-Factor every series he in, every damn Clippers game, he damn near X-Factor because he's just a dude you just can't never leave open, you can't never sleep on, and he can always get you a bucket. No matter who on him, he can get you a bucket, yo. So, um, Luca, Luca, Luca don't play no defense, man. So, Luca, he going to be doing a lot good on offense, but he's going to have to run uh, around with Lou Will and um, – a couple of them dudes, Patrick Beverly and a couple of dudes. I mean, Patrick Beverly ain't get much of a factor, but I'm just saying. Lou Will's probably going to do his thing against the Mavericks and nobody can stop him. So I'm going with Lou Will. Um, two more series, um, Milwaukee, Orlando, and then Toronto and, and Brooklyn. Who y'all got for Milwaukee and Orlando? Go ahead, CD. Oh, oh, you want me to go? I'll go for, yeah. for Milwaukee. I'm going with Blesso. 
He ain't been back that long. I, I seen him. He played the other day, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Blesso is going to be the guy. You know, Giannis is going to do his thing. They're going to get their shots from uh, Brooke Lopez. They're going to get their stuff from Milton. But I want to see Eric Blesso come back and be the form and the dog he was before he got hurt. In my opinion, Bledsoe is uh he adds another dynamic to that team as far as de- defense. And you know, we all know defense win championships. If Milwaukee wanna get to the championship, they gotta be on par with their defense. I'm gonna go with Eric Bledsoe. That's my pick, man. All right. For me, I'm going Dante DiVincino, man. D. That kid, uh that kid, he's been playing, you know. That pseudo point guard position for them all year and been attacking. I think he's uh, shown up in big games in college for Villanova. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a year that uh, he kind of proves his worth in the NBA, um, playing on the championship, you know, worthy team. So I'm going with Dante, man. I, I like the kid. I think he's uh, improving year after year. I think he'll be a, I mean, I don't think it's going to be much of a series, but I think he could be the X Factor kind of push him over the top and give Giannis and him a break. In the Middleton stuff. Okay. All right. Um, I'll go ahead and name mine for both teams. For Milwaukee, I got Wesley Matthews. Um, Wesley Matthews got a, you know, we, we know what Wesley does, bro. You can't leave him open and uh, he'll spray you up and he plays good D. Uh, I'm going with Wesley for Milwaukee and Orlando. I'm going with Markel Fultz. Um, Markel Fultz been having a, a decent year, especially since he didn't do nothing his first two years, like literally nothing. But um, he 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 been doing his thing, and I, I finally have developed expectations for Markel. So I expect you to do what you've been doing and give the Bucks some problems over there from Orlando, even though they ain't they ain't no problem. But go ahead, Pat. Man, I got more points than Markel, folks, right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, that, bro. Right. In my opinion, Orlando they dud anyway. But if I had to pick an edge factor, you know, I'm a I I go with uh, uh let me go with Vucevic. You know he gonna have to bang, he gonna have to score, he gonna have to carry the team like he's been doing for the last three or four years. You know, probably the most underrated big man in the league. Me and Sid been talking about that for a while. Um, damn good center man, just plays for a damn horrible team. So I'm, I'm gonna go with Vucevic, man. Right. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Terrence Ross, man. I think Terrence Ross, he's got, you know, some playoff experience. Obviously, I don't think they have much of a chance in this series, but I think if anybody can get hot and, you know, win a game or two for the Magic, I'm going to go with Terrence Ross, man. I like him. I like his game, man. I mean, they did beat Toronto last year, one game. Right. Augustine came to play. Ross came to play. Maybe they can scratch out one against Milwaukee. I don't know, man. It's gonna be tough. All right. So lastly, we're gonna go, we're gonna do Portland. I mean Portland, Toronto versus Brooklyn. Who you guys the X factors? My X factor is gonna be Van Fleet. That dude's been lights out, playing the starting at the two, undersized, taking on the best perimeter players, knocking down shots. I mean, going to the cup. I don't think Brooklyn has an answer for him, especially missing their top two players. And I'll go I ahead and my other one for Brooklyn is going to be, uh, I guess, Jared Allen, man. I'm going to go Jared Allen. I think he's got a, a tall task, a tall task in front of him to deal with Ibaka, Siakam, Gasol. I mean, with no clear backup behind him, I think he's got to be lights out just from Brooklyn to steal a game. So, that's, I mean, that's really all I can pick, man. We can get mine out the way, Boat, because I, I chose the same two people he chose. So, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I guess for Toronto, I'm going to go with OG. You know, this is going to be an easy series for him, but I want to see OG still bring that intensity, still play that 3 and D. Just give him a little more playoff experience because he was hurt last year off and on. So, OG would be my X factor. Just play his role, get his shots when they pass it to him. Uh, guard Chris Levert, if, even if it's just hell, some of the game, just right. to get that experience of guarding somebody that's going to be able to eat you up. Because when they get deeper into the into the playoffs, they're going to have to play somebody who can score, and he just needs to be ready. As far as for Brooklyn, I'm gonna go with Jock Vaughn. Whatever 
coach can come up with, hell, that might get him a win, bro. If, you know, I, I just don't see it happening nowhere else. All right. All right, so, yeah, man, we'll leave it there, man. We appreciate y'all, man. Uh, we're going to be back on after the playoffs. Uh, we're going to let the first two get, uh, two days go by. And so we'll do a show after Tuesday so we can go ahead and get a, a full synopsis of everything that happens within the first two days of the playoffs. And, bro, we about to be lit, man. So, yo, hit the subscribe button if you're new. Hit that bell if you're new. And um, we dropping content uh, constantly, fam. So we just need y'all support, man. We streaming on all the platforms, man. We appreciate our listeners all across from Spotify to Anchor to Apple Apple Podcasts to YouTube, man. But we appreciate y'all, man. Yeah. And uh, any last words, my dudes? Oh, man, like I say, keep it up, man. We want y'all to definitely tune in every week, dropping new content, like my man Jimmy say. Thanks. Uh, hey, man, we want to keep this thing rolling, man. NBA is back. What you got, Bo? Got a friend that watch basketball, share the content with him, man. All we saying is pass it on to somebody else who can pass it on. We trying to make this thing grow. So right. And if it wasn't for COVID-19, you know, we, we got a lot of things in store, more than just a podcast, just to let y'all know. That's why we call it the Eyeball Network Podcast. So soon, you know, when everything slows down, we'll start doing a little bit more uh, real-life uh, basketball and sports things as far as, like, training and coaching and just hooping and stuff like that, doing different challenges and stuff like that. But for now, we got to keep it, you know, keep it safe, keep it quarantined, and do what we're doing for now, man. But we appreciate everybody, man. Salute. Peace. We out.